Hi, I'm Sash, here with my lovely co-host, Frasley, and together we'll be exploring everything about being transgender and other stuff. How are you, Frasley? I'm doing good. It takes a lot longer to get ready now for things. Like, uh, <laughs> in the morning, on the mornings when I ha especially have to wash my hair, I, I gotta wash the hair, gotta condition it, gotta, gotta dry it down, gotta put the mask in. And then, I mean, any other mornings, I still gotta brush it out, gotta get it all, all untangled. So, I mean... And then, like, even before streams of podcasts, I gotta get myself ready because even like talking now, I wanna look nice and, and look 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 pretty. I gotta confess, I'm just sitting here in my bathrobe. <laughs> that was about as much as I could do today. Uh, I'm not even wearing a binder. That's how bad I am. We just won't talk about me, but you do look lovely today. Oh, so. thank you. I love the print. So very very bright. Another bit of news that I, I that. We've talked about it, you, you and me, on uh, in DMs, and I've talked to some different people on this. I finally decided I'm going to be she, they, that I'm, I'm going to be she, her, or they, them, because it felt right. The fact that I, I'm working, like, I, I like trans femme appearance, and I, I feel like it was it was a, a, th a thing to add, because I definitely like, again, looking pretty. I, I like when sometimes when people refer to me in, in more feminine terms, like like queen, or just like, or like girl or woman. I mean, it, it, it makes me feel feel good. I'm still non-binary, and that's, I, I've tried to explain to some people, like, I can still be non-binary, because I, I, I'm not, I'm not male, I'm not a man. I had somebody that, uh, uh, yesterday who kept saying, you're a good man, and I, I wanted to be like, to them, uh, 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 I'm not a good man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, definitely exciting. But I think even more exciting than that, because I don't think we've recorded a show since I, I had my uh, appointment at, at our trans clinic, I am on HRT. Yay! Oh, awesome! It feels so good. Like uh, I, I, it does. It just feels good. You yeah. Know, for me, it's injections, but it feels so good. That first dose, you're like, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it was. Mm. For you, it's hee. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. For, 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 for me, it is getting rid of all the testosterone. I mean, because yes. I, I I've been reading up on it, and there's a lot of like different ways to do it. I've got a doctor who is who's giving me the, the the proper dosage for me that I had labs done and all that. So I'm doing it sa safely, and it's from our our OSU Trans Clinic. So I figured I would go with somebody that I was hearing they're they that they, they've learned from a reputable source too. So they're not they're trying not to give us like bad information because I've heard some doctors yeah. can be awful. So it's a low dose of of, of estrogen, and then a and then also uh, Spironolactone. It's hard to It is. Get... It's hard to say spironolactone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on that twice I've been today. saying it for years. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, like... because I never knew any other trans men before I came out as trans. I mean, I knew of them. I just didn't know personally any trans men. Everyone I knew was on low-dose estrogen and spironolactone. So. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So it's like, okay. And... I was listening to the podcast about about both the 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 feminine thing process, process process, but also the 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 masculinizing process, and it was interesting to to hear the the differences. I mean, and and like how it. I gotta say, it, it's amazing what we can do. Like like. Uh... <laughs> I'm always gonna look like a queen. You you know I mean 
it's like no matter how masculine I become, there's there's just something about my face. People are always gonna know that even if I was like like I think people are more gonna think that I'm like a drag queen or or like trans the other direction, you know, trans female. But oh, I'm just in male drag today because that's what I look like. I look like somebody who's trying to be female. <laughs> Rather than somebody who's trying to be male, I think. Yeah, in, in your mind, it, it, it's, it's how you how you see yourself. And I, I've been reading up on the like the idea of passing, and I've been and, and, and stuff like that. And how for each person, it's hard to know if, if you pass. I mean, that, like I, I I get getting called sir even when I was at the pharmacy. I found out that I should have updated my CVS to, to, to put female there, and and uh, I did also e email CVS to say, hey, um, I, I'm not trying to get the person in trouble. I just want to say, is there a way to not refer to me as sir when I'm picking up my prescriptions? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was like twice. I was like, he, he's trying to be polite. He's and and and, and I get that, but it was just. <laughs> I, and I get it too. It's like it's like I can go up, tell somebody my name is Alexander, and they'll be like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. And I'll be like, yeah. I, I had somebody on Twitter call me ma'am, and it was like, okay, for me, that that was validating. That's awesome for you, yeah. Yeah, and for you, you want to be sir. I'm not getting as much crap on the phone as I used to, which is good. That is good. But of course, that's, that's all, it's all recruiters and stuff. And that's all people who have only spoken to me on the phone. I've only been out of the house twice since March and then only in the car or walking to and from. Yeah. So I really don't, I don't know how I come off to people. I have no idea. Oh, I, I did go, I did go in our phone store once because it's, it's T-Mobile and they give you things. So I was picking up whatever it was they were giving out. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And T-Mobile gives away a lot of stuff. I mean, th th they, they do. T-Mobile Tuesdays are wonderful. I haven't been paying much attention to them recently because I just haven't felt like leaving the house. But yeah. in general, they're really awesome. I bought Chris a couple of face masks that were essentially free Ooh. because, yeah, they gave they gave you like X amount of money to spend at the Major League Baseball store. So I did. And I got these two face masks for free that they would normally have sold for like 20 bucks each. So nice. Yeah. So that was nice. And, you know, every once in a while, um, T-Mobile themselves will give out something cool. I think this this last time it was a face mask that I went and picked up and that was like in September, October, but I just, I haven't been out of the house since. And ugh. so, so I have no idea what, what people see when they look at me, but I never felt that my face was particularly feminine in the first place. I mean, like my chin is pretty femmy, but the rest of my face is pretty androgynous. So I always thought that if people saw me now, I probably look more like somebody who's trans femme, but male drag than transmasculine. It's hard to describe what exactly I'm talking about. But yeah. I'm essentially it, but... Nathan Lane from the birdcage. That's me. Okay. Hey, I love Nathan Lane. I love Nathan Lane. And I, I will say like, I, I I can definitely hear it in your voice. The, 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 the pitch down. And, and cause I remember talking with you. I think I, my voice is deeper than yours now. Yeah, it really is. Like, like, like cause I, I, I remember I, Am I right that I talked to you before you started taking tea? Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I know the 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 difference, and I and I and and I I can hear that where like where like E, it does not raise my voice, and I, I have to decide if I ever wanted to vocal pitch cha changes. I, I, it's one of those I'm I'm still new to all this, so it's I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not going to do any of this stuff because there's an app for that. Oh. Yeah, it's it's called I think Vocal Pitch Analyzer. And, I want to um, look at that. Yeah, 
And what what it does is it makes you read some tremendously fruity literature. And I, I say that with all love, but it, it is, it's fruity as hell. Um, it's a couple of English guys talking to each other, basically. And you, you don't, you're not encouraged to read it in a British accent or anything. Yeah. But basically the idea is that you read these passages that aren't because of the way they're worded they're a little difficult to read you know it's it's not so it's not like your normal conversation yeah it's really making you think about it and then it, it basically analyzes how male or female you sound oh i want to look at that because because yeah that is one thing that like i i know as i become more trans femme it, it the voice can give it away but i also don't want to give out the i don't want to believe in the myth that because because one thing that I'm finding out is there's even a lot of like cis women who have who have deep voices, and and yeah. and, and it's it's one reason why I have an issue with cyberpunk. I I've got a lot of issues with cyberpunk, but I, I'm going to say it here is they they tie your gender to your voice, and that is absolutely garbage BS. What do you mean? If if you have a low voice, they automatically make you male. If you have a high voice, you're automatically female. In cyberpunk. Cyberpunk in what context? Oh, I just the, confused. I don't know what you're talking the, about. The the uh, game by by CD Projekt Red that, that that just came out. Oh. Cyberpunk okay. 2077. Sorry for me. I, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I have heard of it. I have heard yeah. of it. I just. It's yeah. it's a game that I I don't want to tell people what they can't play. It's a game I'm not going to be playing, but that is one of the things that that they really made a faux pas on. That like they have this. They had a broad thing, though they only they only have like one vagina. They have like seven penises, so they are also not giving enough options there. But they tied vaginas are all different. Yeah, and, and they're like one vagina, and it's like what, what? Yeah, at first I thought you meant per character, and I was like, well, I mean, most people only have one, but seven penises does sound like <laughs> like an interesting way to. That would be. A I mean, that would make orgies interesting. <laughs> yeah, men already think they have seven penises. You know what I'm trying to say? So. But yeah, yes. So yeah, so yeah I, there's a lot of interesting things to, to think about. And it is nice to know that identity is 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 what you feel for, for you. Because like, like I said, I, I really love the, the, the pretty cute stuff, but not all women love pretty cute stuff and and, and it's, it's it's why just because i like the pretty cute stuff doesn't mean that that makes me woman it's because i feel woman and that's that that's why i'm moving in in, in that direction i mean because yeah. as, as i was telling somebody my, that 46 year old in me who wanted to be a pilot to fly up to heaven to talk with god about why i'm not a woman is rejoicing and, and like i'll yes. say she is yes. like all happy right now she's like yes yes somebody heard me it took me 30 years uh well 30 plus minus four to six. It took me over 20 years to. Yeah, I'm, 25, 26 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I I often wonder how different my life would have been if I could have, even if I couldn't have physically transitioned, because they, they just didn't have the technology to do it when I was like, uh, like in my teens, like, you know, hormone blockers or whatever. Yeah. But even if I could have been listen to and and i mean when i talk to my mom sometimes about it it's like i don't blame her i you know she did shut me yeah. down but i don't blame her she didn't know any better i mean maybe if i had every day yelled and insisted and cried and stuff like that but even then there are kids 
and I might well have been one of them who just, they just would have kept saying no, no, no. And I often tell people that I learned very young not to want things that I didn't think I could have, and, and, and the, which messed me up for years. Yeah. But when I say that, I mean it because I was also very young. I was, I mean, it's as early as I can remember I was saying this. And so that would be like, say, three, three, three and a half. And it's it's like, yeah, I learned very young not to, not to want things I didn't think I could have because that was a perfect example. It wasn't the only thing in my life that I wanted that I couldn't have, but that was the big one. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, it's, it, you know, it can never be to the point where I just shoved it down and denied it. I still think, and, and I'm, I'm gonna open up on, on this. I think some of the the awful, I don't want to call them anti-LGBT ideas, but I, but it, they definitely were not humanizing ideas, uh, but were, 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 were repression. And, and, and I own those, I, I, I absolutely own those. Like I'm, I I'm an advocate now for it. But I own how being an asshole and some of the things I've said to people when I, when I was younger, I, and, and I, I own that. Yeah, I mean, ditto. Um, we were mentioning uh, before we started recording how on your show last week, I um, <laughs> it'll be much more, much more than last week by the time I, I put this up. But um, you know how I was saying that I actually you know told a gay friend of mine that. You know, I still I love them as a friend, but I that I could not accept their lifestyle. And holy shit! Oh, that was that was crap. I mean, I was trying to be a good person, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, that was terrible of me. I'm I'm surprised that that person didn't stop speaking to me. That's why last last week on on, the, on my show when you uh, told me that I was so accepting to you, that made me cry because I was like. I'm glad that I was accepting to you when you needed me to be accepting to you. I'm, and I'm glad that I accepted you without any clarification or anything like because 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 at the time, that's how I felt. So I love you, Sash. Yeah, there and, were no and, qualifications there. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't different from how I expected. I don't think I would have told you as early on as I did if I hadn't felt that you would have a good reaction. You know, yeah. I'm like, well, Frasley will find out the same way everybody else does in that case. Yeah. Whereas I, in, instead, I did tell you separately. I don't remember exactly when I did, but but as I say, I was. But but I mean, I thought there would be some reservation, or, but but there was none. That that truly was like I had moved my headspace into, into into that area where like I was like I'm not going to judge somebody at, at all. I, I'm going to accept them for, for and I'm going to accept you for who you are, and and, and it because it, because it, it's who you are. And, and that's why I'm just glad to know that I had come so far from who I was as that asshole teenager. I, I mean, that, that that's probably over-exaggerating, but still, I feel like an asshole f as a teenager for for, for, oh, for yeah. what I thought. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, it could be, it, whether or not you, you mean to be a horrible person or whatever, it's like it ends up kind of coming off that way. Yeah. When you let the hate that is spread unfortunately by religions that are supposed to be loving and you let that affect how how you deal with people there should be nothing but acceptance absolutely and and i've i've seen the the excuses in a lot of churches and stuff where they say oh well you know tolerance is just you know a sop and you know blah blah, blah. and it's like you know what there's a, a difference though between tolerating something in your own life if you don't want to accept that you might be gay that's fine but you don't owe anybody else in the world 
anything but unconditional love and that means acceptance yeah that's that is what god in every abrahamic religion and abrahamic religions not no one of them is a majority religion in the world but the three abrahamic religions or th i should say three major because there's all sorts of sects and schisms in those but the three major abrahamic religions all together form a majority of yeah. people who believe in anything. And all three of them are based on this idea of unconditional love. Yeah. And then, damn it, love people unconditionally. Don't do what I did. Don't say, I love you, but I can't accept your lifestyle. Don't, you know, just, yeah. I love you. You, you stop there. A, a phrase that that is that is going to trigger somebody, and I use trigger because it really is a, a trigger for a lot of people. A phrase that I used as a, as a teen, and I I, I I wish I could slap myself for saying this, was love the sin or hate the sin. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, that's honestly when I when I first started breaking with with the intervarsity group that I belonged to in college was when we had a meeting with the group was called gpgu the gay people of georgetown university and it had already been decimated by the aids issue all of a sudden it's like when i when i started at georgetown gpgu was one of the biggest clubs there and they weren't an official club because the jesuits of course who ran the university wouldn't allow them to be but they had like 40 people in their club and I think only InterVarsity might have been bigger. I'm not sure. But anyway, they were just one of the biggest special interest groups there. And when we sat down to have this meeting with them, it had just been decimated. I'd taken a year and a half off and come back. And there were like maybe five people who would admit to being gay at Georgetown anymore. Wow. Because, you know, who would be like really out about it. I mean, I'm sure there were many more people at Georgetown who were, but, but there were like five people who would admit to it. And this was like 1985. I mean, so you can see why. I remember there was this whole love the sinner, hate the sin thing and all sorts of, and the gay people just kept pointing out, they had done their homework. They just kept pointing out, nowhere does it actually say in the Bible. Jesus didn't address this. The Old Testament can only be said to address it if you translate it wrong. Yeah, There's just absolutely. all this stuff and they're like and and one guy kept saying over and over david loved jonathan david loved jonathan and it's it's very likely it was a carnal type of love absolutely and and that's that's basically when i started breaking away a little because these gay people were my friends and i was sitting here on this judgmenty side speaking to them i mean i wasn't really participating i was just the music director but you know it's like i just felt like i was hurting my friends yeah and we we used to be at churches or in, in like youth groups and we would leave a church once it started becoming affirming we would leave that church and 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 like i remember i left a youth group because they had the audacity to even to even mention homosexuality being being not a sin and, and i say that because that back in my youth that was where my mindset was and and, and, and again I, I i'm so sorry i'm so fucking sorry that that's how i believed i mean i i wish i could change who i was and and I, i'm yeah. gonna own i'm not gonna hide who i was but I want people to know that's not who I am now. Yeah, no, ditto. And th and that's the thing. It's like, I really, really, especially because I grew up in one of them and I now profess 
another one of them. I, I just, I really hold Abrahamic religions to a high standard. It's like, love is love. It's not some subset of love. It's not, it's not just a little bit of love. It's not love if it doesn't offend your own personal ways of living. It's not, yeah. it's not any of that. It's just love. And if God loved Christians the way Christians loved, you know, gay people, trans people, black people in a lot of cases, if they're white Christians, if God loved people that way, we'd all be dead. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I mean, you don't have to believe in God either, but I'm just saying, if you do believe in God, you can't, you can't put a qualification on love because God doesn't. Yeah. I, one of the ones that I, that I again, I'm not, I'm not a seminary scholar. I mean, at one point I wanted to be a youth minister in the, but like uh, I, I've not gone to seminary, but one of the ones that I always went back to was the the verse in John where where they want to stone the the adulterous woman, and Christ is like, okay, which of you have never sinned? And, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said, and, and like nobody, and and uh, they all walk away. Yeah, and and she's like, uh, then and God says, I don't condemn you. The the part that I still take issue with is the part where he says, sin no more. It's like, but maybe her sin was- I think that was tongue in cheek. Okay, good, yeah. good, because like- cause... I think that was just tongue in cheek. It was like, go and sin no more, I guess. Now, I mean, but if she had broken a, a, a consent in her in, in her marriage, consent is a big thing. And, and, and I can see there, he's like, next time, work consent. I mean, I mean, yeah. Again, uh, this is me as someone who's up in the seminary. So if someone's listening, like, they know all the different scholarly references. I don't know that. I'm just going off of what my knowledge is as a as this. Being... I actually spent so much time studying the Bible when I was younger, and and like reading like um, scholarly concordances and stuff. Yeah. My, my parents both studied quite a lot of theology. My dad was actually in a seminary for six years. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So anyway, so so I actually do know a lot about it. And one thing that I will say is that particular part of the Gospel of John is often left out because it's a lot of people think it's a later edition. Yeah, I, but I've heard that too. A lot of people also think that that was supposed supposed to have been Mary Magdalene. In the, oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what I think. Yeah. I've read studies that say say it both ways. So, and of course, the thing about the gospel in the, especially the the New Testament is this way, but the Old Testament to some extent as well. There is so much more to both those sections than we see these days because there were people who made the decisions to include or not include. Yes, certain books. So, like for instance, there's a book that I think it's Mark is supposedly based on that says a hell of a lot more but it's really hard to find because it was just all destroyed and then only referenced in other books that most people haven't heard of like the book there was a book about um simon magus who's a fellow who uh figures heavily in the acts of the apostles and he was supposedly a contemporary of jesus and he also performed miracles and this, that, and the other thing. And one of the big story arcs in the Acts of the Apostles is is about discrediting him. Yes. Well, he had a biographer or commentator later on refer to things that he had said, 
but that also Jesus had supposedly said that don't fit in with some of the stuff that made it into the Gospels. And there's uh, supposedly some study, like ancient scholarly study, on what was originally the book of Mark that refers to stuff that's not in there because fascinating yeah yeah uh a really good book to read is uh and this was written right around the time i was born actually it's called the passover plot and it's by a jewish scholar and he refers to a lot of the stuff that uh that i'm talking about there's also another one and the passover plot by the way the idea behind it is that jesus did not die on the cross and that all his people knew that. And that in fact, he died, he did die, but later. And everyone knew it, it was an open secret. But that, that's not what made it into the Gospels. But there's this part of the original Gospel of Mark that refers to him actually being not risen, but alive after wow. his supposed death, yeah. So, so that's, that's this guy. And then there's another book called When God Had a Wife. That's a little more fantastical, if you will, a little less scholarly, but which also points to some of the things about the ancient gods and like the gods that other uh, cultures worshipped were not all that different from what the Hebrews were worshiping and that there are references to a female figure in like the Temple of Solomon and that kind of thing that still exists to this day because you realize the Temple of Solomon still exists to this day. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been uh, sacked and rebuilt several times, but it's there's still some of the original artwork carved into the walls. Wow. Yeah, this is stuff that, well, of, of course, just how like uh, when when John Oliver did a a video on like how we've rewritten U.S. history. Yes, th th this is stuff that has been that is. And by the way, look up on YouTube. It is fascinating about U.S. history, and uh, he he goes into all these things about how we have really made U.S. history very white focused, and 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 how like we've we've re removed the plight of black people from from U.S. history, and we've and we've we've removed the hardship that they've that they've gone through. But it, it, it's been fascinating, like, because I've been watching a lot of people like, like Jimmy Snow. I, I know this is not like a religious podcast, but it's... A, no, but I know, it's, but it's still fascinating, yeah. And, and it is something that, like, we are we are attacked on our identity because of religion. Where, where we are attacked, that's one of the big... I still remember someone calling me an abomination. And I, oh. like, yeah, that, like, how dare you wear women's clothing and all that. I mean, it's... I mean, first of all, okay, this isn't the case with you. But let's just say you were a cross-dresser. There's nothing against that in no, that Bible. It, it, There's it, nothing. Not a yeah. thing. Now, there is a thing about how you don't want to wear polyester. Oh, but I like polyester. Oh shit. You're 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 mixing you're mixing uh the, there's two kinds of of types of cloth that you're not supposed to mix. I forget exactly what they are, but um, and we wear yeah. mixed uh mixed uh, cloth mixed, all the time yes mixed fibers oh my god so yeah there you go sinner um <laughs> but but there's nothing about there's nothing about men wearing women's clothes but that's not what you are anyway you're yeah. not a cross-dresser no there's nothing wrong with being a cross-dresser i feel no. like like there have been past podcasts where maybe that might have been suggested there is nothing bad about being a cross-dresser or a drag yeah, queen no. or anything like that 
but so if you were whatever but you're not so screw that person but yeah it, it, it's it's weird how to, to be seen and for and all that people want to like like tell us every, every way that we're wrong and all that and, and that's why i talked with somebody yesterday i won't again go into details on on them but I, they kept opening up the door, being like, hey, anything else in your life you want to talk about? I'm like, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just like... Not going to go there. See, I would have because I can't <laughs> shut up. With this person, I did not have the bandwidth because I, I realized over, like, while talking with them, how much they had gaslit me on so many things and how much... I was just like, I, I, I have shut you out of my life. You came back into my life for a second, but I really... Now by I don't have. Yeah, and I'm like, this was a... I gave you time. But this was a bad idea because they're like, hey, can we talk again soon? I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Just be like, Never. I um, missed that message. Yeah. How about the 12th of, uh-uh. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm free then. Yes. Ugh, yeah. You know, speaking of John Oliver and the whole changing history and whitewashing it and stuff, I was actually reading a book by a guy, and I forget who because I'm terrible with names. But by this guy who was very, very respected in activist circles, he's he's no longer living. Um, but he didn't die all that long ago. I think he died maybe in 2016 or something. And the book that I was reading was about various parts of black history that had been whitewashed. And I can't verify this because I've never heard it anywhere else or read it anywhere else. But he was saying that Eli Whitney did not actually invent the cotton gin, that he actually stole it from some black people who were actually picking the cotton and how they had actually created a smaller, less elaborate version of it. And that was how they were processing cotton so that they could efficiently get as much as possible. And I mean, the way he put it and everything sounded perfectly reasonable and logical. Yeah. Why the hell would Eli Whitney, who frankly had no, no background, and uh, it makes more sense to think that he saw it somewhere and then was like, oh, I could manufacture that on a bigger scale. Yeah. You know, and of course, let's not give any credit to black people because they're not people. It, uh, uh, according to uh, Whitney. According well, to well, him. Yeah. According yeah. to according to white people at the time. Yeah. And it makes sense because they at the time would not have had the uh, political power to go ahead with this. Whereas Eli Whitney did. So Eli Whitney used something that that, that he had. I, I, and it it would have been nice if he had credited black people. It would have. It really would have. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this was in a whole section of such and such has been stolen from black people. And most of the rest of it I had heard of before. So I have no reason to think that the guy was making this up. Yeah, but it was it was fascinating how much had just been changed and lied about and stolen that we just take for granted that the history we're taught is correct and it's not. Yeah. I never knew about the date 1619. I didn't know that until the New York Times started their their big project that they did. I didn't know that day. I didn't know slavery went back that far. Yeah. I just thought it started in the 1700s sometime, or maybe late 1600s. I didn't realize that slavery was pretty much as old as the Jamestown colony. Because it, it's like, what, six years, seven, seven years or something like that? Yeah. And I mean, it, it makes sense because, like, from what I understand, they were doing it in in, uh, in England, so that they were already doing something that they had there. And when they, when, they, when they come over to the United States, they're like, and their idea, they brought what they thought was working, even though it was treating people as objects and, and, and treating people as not human. 
Yeah, but of course, England outlawed slavery long before we did here. Yeah! You know, and in fact, we're pushing us to do it to some extent. The interesting country among countries that enslaved black people was France, which had a much more egalitarian view. It wasn't perfect or anything, but if you... Let's say that you were a black former slave and you ended up back in France. You could just, if you had the money to, to be freed, you could be free and then just be a citizen. A lot of people don't realize this. Alexander Dumas was part black. Wow. Yeah. Um, his father <laughs> was um, a count, actually. Um, he was known as the black count and he was a half black ex-slave from the islands. I forget which one in particular, but you know, the French Indies, I guess they were called uh, at the time. And he came back to France and inherited his father's title and joined the army and uh, served under Napoleon. Wow. Yeah. Th this is history that we need to be teaching. We, we, yeah, we need right? Yeah, the, the, I'm related into the family. So my mom got all excited about it at one point. And I think we're related not to Dumas himself, but to somebody like a sister of like his grandfather or something like that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that blood made it into my actual family, yeah. but because we're uh, related, my mom like went back with the genealogy and everything and she got really excited about it. And she read this book that is titled The Black Count. And it's this bit, this guy basically researched the, the count's name was Davy Dumas or Davy Dumas. And the Dumas is, his, is from the mother. It means from the field, Dumas. And then the Davi or Davy part is the, the father. And that was their family, was the, the Davi family. And the, the Count basically was, I think his name was Alexander too. It was Count Alexander Davi Dumas. And as I say, he, he just, he joined the army and, because he didn't have any money. There was no money in the family and he needed yeah. money because he had married a white woman and he had this, this child uh, who became the author. And he, uh, as I say, he, 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 joined, he joined the army and became this count. And, oh, my point being, the, the guy who wrote the book surmised that he was actually the original Count of Monte Cristo because he was also imprisoned at one point for pretty much no reason. He just pissed Napoleon off. And so he was imprisoned by a bunch of co-conspirators and had to eventually just dig himself out of the prison because they just forgot him there. Wow. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, then that makes you wonder if if, if it's the, the kind of Monte Cristo, did they, did they whitewash the kind of Monte Cristo because they didn't want to talk about the, this, this other history? Well, yeah, That that's the thing. Alexander Dumas lived as, I don't think he ever lied about the fact that he was part black, but he was, you know, definitely trying to establish himself. So I think he didn't talk about the color of the person or say, oh yeah, it's based on my dad or whatever. Yeah. So it was very easy after that. And I, he probably also didn't, he also probably based it on more than one person because I've heard other assumptions for who it was based on as well. So okay, it was probably yeah. based on more than one person and the other person was white. So that's what comes back to us. But it would be interesting if somebody used that theory and made the Count of Monte Cristo a black person in, you know, a production or something. Yeah. 
It, so. It's the same way that I love Hamilton, I, the, the the musical, and I love how why they specifically cast the actors that they did, and and, yeah. and, it, and I thought that was that was brilliant. And you're getting you're getting people seeing seeing this this history. Like I said I I am a imperfect ally, and I'm always trying to to, to do better on be and, and 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 say and say what I need to because. I know through my learning, I'm racist and I need to be anti-racist and I'm trying yeah. to be, I'm trying to not just be performative. I'm trying to actually do action. And, and you brought up a book called The Anti-Racist. Oh yeah. Um, I'm reading it right now. I'm almost done with it actually. Uh, it's called The Anti-Racist. And then it's something like starting the conversation about ending racism or something like that. I don't remember what everything is after those first two words, but uh, it's written by a guy named uh, Kwandani Fidel. And he's a poet from Baltimore, which is a city very close to this, to the one where I live. Um, I live in D.C. and uh, he's from Baltimore. And Baltimore is infamous for its racism. It's basically like a model city for a terrible place to live. And it's all because of racism. One of the things he started talking about, and I actually had to go look the guy up because of what his name is. He was talking about Edgar Allan Poe and some of the terrible laws that he pushed through as a councilman and then later as an attorney general. And I'm like, Edgar Allan Poe was not an attorney in Baltimore. What the hell? And I had to go look it up. And he he doesn't, he makes you do the work. Yeah. It's like, he doesn't tell you it's not the, the Edgar Allan Poe who was the writer, died a lot earlier, which is how I clued into it. I was like, he was already dead by then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he doesn't bother to tell you that because this, you know, the joke is the Edgar Allan Poe who was the writer was a terrible racist, which I mean, product of his times. He lived in the 1800s and he was, you know, he was a southerner. So, you know, of course he was a racist. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't realize that Abraham Lincoln was a racist. You know, a lot of people don't realize it. I mean, if they if they've ever read any Frederick Douglass, they know, but how many white people have done that but anyway yeah, so I, the guy i've only that, read oh go ahead i've only read one book that, that 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 wanted to portray him as he wasn't ready or he knew it wasn't time yet it, yeah he wanted to ship all the black people out of the country he did not want them in the country he was like no this country should be only white so wow. you know sorry to me that's a, that's the definition of a racist Absolutely, because <laughs> um, that that is very dangerous. Well, no, no, that that is that that idea of the of the master race. Uh, that that's yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry, but but y'all's hero Abraham Lincoln was espousing Ben's beliefs. It's why I I saw a painter who was who was uh, painting different uh, paintings of 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 uh, Thomas Jefferson's descendants to show that like Thomas Jefferson raped one of his slaves because he was trying to. He, well, he he used his only used one. His, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Probably more than I. One. I was going out for the, the the one that I knew about, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, pr probably more. But it's, yeah. it's the one that we, that we know about. But it was interesting to, to to see his descendants be like, wow, even Jefferson, somebody that people have have put up high. No, Jefferson, and and that's why I think I I was someone who was, was was talking to me about how they can't be racist. I'm like, no, everybody, I, and, and and I'm gonna to to speak to to white people because because like, I'm white. It. We, we have racist tendencies and we have racist ideas that we've been taught that we have to actively work out of. Yeah. One of one of the things that, that this guy, uh, Kondani Fidel, I hope I'm saying that right, because um, I haven't heard the name pronounced, but I'm yeah. guessing. 
Um, but anyway, that he, he says, he talks about his own racism, where he, he had written this poem called uh, Baltimore Bullet Train, and it's about violence, essentially. And in the poem, he talks about how even blacks hate blacks, essentially. And he said that later, he came to realize how wrong he was and how racist he himself was being because he believed all the things he was hearing like in the news and by commentators and stuff like that you know talking about black on black violence and stuff like that and yeah. that's the thing i you know if somebody were to ask me i don't believe in black on black violence it's white on black violence absolutely <laughs> you know it's like even if a black man murders another black man that's white on black violence because it is systemic racism particularly yeah. in baltimore where the number of of black people killed uh, well in 2019 i believe there were 220 killings i'm not i think that was specifically of black people it just just in that year and it's like wow. come on and then of course back to to one of my pet subjects is a lot of times when you look at who's being murdered in urban areas it's well of course young black men but also black trans girls. Yes. Some of whom are identified as young black men. I, I was hearing about that. Um, I, I was I was reading the 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 book uh, Transformed because it was, it was about being trans and being being and being a Christian. Right. And th then they mentioned that how how so many get misgendered in their death. Well, I mean, and a famous example of that is Brandon Tina, who is always referred to or always was referred to by his mother as tina and her daughter she she would not wow and insisted that in fact brandon was never interested in being anything but a girl i'm not trying to change the subject but it, you bring up an interesting segue in, into one and, and i think both subjects are are very important to be, to be talking about but uh elliot page i, I think is, is a very important one. Oh yeah and the reason i bring this one up is i keep seeing elliot page referred to in a misgendered way or in the former name. And people keep asking like, how can you refer to, to Elliot Page's former works? Well, his works, and I say he because he he's he, his, his former works are already updated on so many places. And like yeah. Netflix went through, you just refer to Elliot, uh, Elliot Page of Juno and all that. And and it's that, when I saw that at first I was like, Elliot Page, who is that? I looked up at Elliot Page of Juno, fuck yes! And Inception and, and, and like all and all this and one of my favorite games be, beyond uh, Two Souls. I say favorite because I, I like interactive movie games and it was a fun game where you're, you're playing you're, you're playing a the uh, the character. I forget what the character's name, but then you're also then there's a a ghost that is following them and kind of a spirit ghost and you get to be like the spirit and and, and, and like affect things uh, like at one point you're, you're at like a birthday party and the spirit can have to be good or it can scare all the birthday party goers and the and and elliot's character will react to how you how how, how the spirit is uh is moved and all that but yeah what was your thought when, when you saw the news about, about elliot well at first i was like who Cause, yeah yeah um, but then I had watched a couple of episodes of Umbrella Academy. I don't really like it. It wasn't my thing. So, but when I realized that that was the violinist and, you know, basically the kid who, you know, is supposed to be untalented or whatever, I was like, oh, that actor. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. I, I kind of wondered if something was going on. Yeah. Um, uh, just watching, I was like, that's a very non-binary looking female. You know, it was kind of yeah. my reaction. 
So now, of course, Elliot is very Femi in Inception because they're playing a woman, or he's playing a woman, I should say, because I think it's he, not they. Uh, is playing a woman. And and so it took me a while to realize, oh, yes, all of this is the same person. Because in Umbrella Academy, there's more of a makeupless look that's that's more, you know, a lot less feminine looking, I guess I yeah. would say. And Even I though, made, again, it's supposed to be, quote unquote, a, a woman. I made the mistake in a group we were talking about, Elliot, and I projecting my own feelings toward my fast self onto Elliot. And, and someone said, hey, no, you shouldn't. I was like, you're right. I, I, I should not be projecting how I feel about my former self onto how Elliot's feeling. Cause I don't know how Elliot's feeling. I don't know yeah, what- Yeah, you don't know. And and I don't know what, what he's going to, cause someone's asking like, what does Elliot think about some of the, the roles that are, that are coming out? Cause I think, I think there's some movies that are coming out at, at one point or Elliot playing some very feminine roles in, pre- in previous things. And, and I'm thinking like, yeah, I, I don't want to ask Elliot cause Elliot deserves privacy, but but yeah, it, it's, it's it's interesting seeing somebody that that, that, that you know, at least as a celebrity and, and being like, what's their story? But you want to, you want to give them full privacy because everybody's wanting to to dig deeper and it's like i don't know how i would do it if i was in elliot's shoes i've already yeah yeah i mean i know that if anybody were to ask me questions even if they felt intrusive i would probably answer them i mean maybe not fifty thousand times yeah but i'm not that famous so so i mean yeah you know some people don't mind answering but i think the thing is that when somebody says hey I've transitioned or I am transitioning. I am now this. You should just, and you do. I mean, but it's like, sometimes you have some questions. It's like, yeah. well, how do you feel about X, Y, Z? And it's like, you really can't ask. You can't assume. I know how I would feel in Elliot's place, I think. Yeah. But I can't assume that Elliot feels that way. And lucky Elliot is coming out a lot earlier in his life too. Yeah. So. And- and like I, I, I'm, I'm pretty open on, on like if people have questions, I always say it's respect. But I went through my own journey and all that. But yeah, it, it is very important to not assume what someone else is feeling. And 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 I made the mistake of assuming a few things because I was, just, I was excited. I was excited right. for Elliot, and I was like, and someone said, no, we we need to step back. I was like, absolutely, give Elliot because how scary is that? I don't know how long they've been planning. He's been planning this, but how scary is it for this? Because all of a sudden you're you're, you're going to be attacked left and right for so many things and already on on twitter people were, were, were oh, starting I to saw some of the attacks oh my god yeah and it's like i think i what? told one of them that they deserve to burn in hell <laughs> i was very angry <laughs> you, 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 you are a lot more outspoken they were attacking they were attacking elliot on a religious basis oh fuck no and so my response was you deserve to burn in hell yeah yeah i mean because because first of all as a as a follower of an abrahamic religion i've been given that power to say that somebody deserves to burn in hell but yeah <laughs> sorry sorry it just it says so in the book but second of all it's just like to attack somebody like that on the basis of a religion that they probably don't even belong to it's like you know what screw you yeah this is, you can't say that and i'm gonna guess which which book is from and 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 from what i was always taught in that book you're supposed to love and all that and mm-hmm. even a part of that book said if you have a problem with somebody else make sure they're in your same faith and in your same church before you go with two witnesses to talk with them. And I think people forget that, that in, 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 in that book, you, you, you talk to somebody about their sin in quotes, only if they're a member of your specific church. Oh God, I'm sorry. I remember when somebody actually did that to me 
Oh. When it, when two people, two people came to my dorm room at Georgetown to tell me they were worried about my walk with Jesus. It's like leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That was after the thing that I was talking about. You know where I got really upset about how about how how the gay club was was basically treated and yeah I, it, I did i had a real crisis of faith and i did not feel that that coming to me to tell me that that they were worried about my walk with jesus was was the way to handle it i no. really don't and and, and that's why like even when, I, when, I, when i've uh I, I'm, I'm amazed at the, at the ones who who have like not in a non-religious way but the ones who have come to me and been so against me on, on on who i am and they're so they're so angry it's like i'm not i'm not telling you to be anything that i am i'm just sharing who i am yeah i'm just telling you who i am i'm asking you for to respect that and accept it if you can't walk away and yeah. you know you don't you don't need to worry about me spreading the gospel of trans yeah because there isn't one i like how on on uh on on my show you were like there is no gay gender because that, that's right there is no there, there's no gay or no, you said there's no uh, transgender, but th th yeah, either of them, there's there's no agenda. It's exactly my agenda, my gay agenda. Okay, it goes like this: wake up, eat breakfast, <laughs> brush teeth. Yeah, I mean that's my gay agenda. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. And I and, renew it and enact it every day, darling. And 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 my ace agenda is the same thing: wake yeah. up. Uh, now it's like uh, well. Now, Parvish has my transition to take my uh, take my HRT in the morning, <laughs> and then uh, brush the hair. Yeah, brush the hair. I also gotta have, have, have some food. That's one thing that I did not realize is how hungry and thirsty you get at HRT. I, I know we, we've like jumped topics, but they're they're all intermixed in some way. I mean, they're all. Yes. It's. I think today was really about respect and not assuming things, but understanding perspectives, understanding other people and what yeah. they're going through. Because I was telling somebody. I felt so uncomfortable in June being being called a, a racist, not like me specifically, but but by being white. It made me yeah. sit down for a second. I was like, why am I uncomfortable? And I sat it and I was like, I see exactly the, the areas where I would say before this this year, I was not a great ally. And I, I, I'm still Im imperfect. I'm working on me bet being better. I don't I think there's always work to do. Yeah, I there's just. There's always going to be work to do. I actually wanted to bring up something kind of controversial that that I'd like to talk to other people about or like talk about with other people. That's what I'm trying to say in the future, you know, maybe get different perspectives on it. And it's it's something that that people who are not trans, but who want to be supportive have said to me on different occasions. It can be really difficult for the parents of the parents and family of a trans person, particularly somebody who made the decision to transition post childhood, you know, post yeah. post adolescence, it can be really difficult for the parent to let go of certain things that especially stuff that happened in the past. So the specific thing that was said to me recently was by a friend of mine who's the father of uh, a young trans woman. And she's, I think, in her 20s, maybe mid-20s. And he said to me, listen, I had 20 plus years of my son. What am I supposed to do now? Just just say those, those memories 
that I have aren't real. And I know the I know the trans answer to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna explore more the non-trans side of this first. But I don't want trans people to think that I'm trying to say, oh, trans people are wrong for insisting on it. I'm just trying to say that because I already know that answer, being trans myself, I just want to look at the other side of that. Um, and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate because I think that's a false idea. All I'm trying to say is there is another side of this because it can be heartbreaking for a parent to look back at this child that they had and they raised and they loved this child they thought for what that, that person that child was. Or I guess what I should say is they loved the person they thought their child was. Yeah. And the child either perhaps was not expressing for whatever reason, clearly a desire to be something besides what the parent thought they were. So yeah. i.e. in this case, a little boy. And you know, you look at that and it's like a parent is grieving, really. The loss of that child, the loss of what they thought, you know, the person they thought they knew. And with that grief, it can be difficult to be told not only this person is now a different thing, but you must not even remember me as the thing you thought I was at the time. And so I can see, can see my friend's logic. It's like, sure, I want to be supportive. Sure, I understand that they don't want to hear that name or that pronoun, but what is that? Does that mean I can never, ever talk about your childhood the way I saw it at the time? And I mean, you have to realize a couple of things. Number one, truth is, is based on your own point of view. So back then, like there are things I remember about my childhood that my mother would say to me, that didn't happen, but it did. Yeah. And other things that my mother will say that happened that I'm like, I saw that a completely different way. And so my mother doesn't particularly remember my saying that I wanted to be a little boy. She doesn't, she doesn't try to deny it when I say it, but she doesn't remember it. And I can tell she doesn't yeah. go, oh yeah, you did do that. She's just like, oh, you know, that's her answer. She doesn't remember because it wasn't important to her. Yeah. It's like it didn't it didn't register for her. The only thing she remembers is I think maybe one situation where she turned around and said to me, look at what your brother's going through in school. Do you, would you want to have to deal with something like that? And I said, oh, God, no. And shut up. But I would have been like right on the brink of adolescence at that point anyway. And when the boobs appeared, I just despaired. You know, it was like, yeah. well, I'll never be a boy now. And to, to add to that, I, 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 I realized that like uh, one of the side effects of, of, of HRT is I'm not going to have uh, my member pop up. And I'm like, I remember as, as a teen, I always Yay. hated that because I hated that because I it, it meant I was more of a man than I than I wanted to be. I mean, it won't be popping up. <laughs> yeah. But, so, but no, I I I'm I, 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 I'm. I'm resonating with what you're saying because yeah, I, I remember. Oh God, God. When, when I I remember sitting down. It was in September, October, and we were with my uh, some, some people in my family, and my mom's crying as I'm announcing all all this stuff. I mean, it it had been said ahead of time, but 
when I'm coming and 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 I have thought about that. That yeah, I see myself as one way, but she she's she sees a loss of, of somebody. And like uh, recently, my family has been calling me Jay, which is sort of that is, is dead naming me because of what my other name was. But I, I I've also with them. I I get it. I, I mean, it's not what I would prefer. Frasley is what I would prefer, but I. My empathy side sees it. I've thrown a wrench in, 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 in their lives. And maybe where I would say is, I still question, again, if, if as a kid, I, if I was man or if I was just, or, or not. I mean, because because that's why when I when I was looking at, at Elliot earlier and was wrongly projecting my life onto them, I was, I was trying to reconcile some of my issues. And I realized Elliot has to reconcile whatever is in his life that it's not my place. And and I, I think this is a good thing to think about on it. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, how can we family, especially blood family, if they've been with you the whole time, if, if they've not been in your life, then they need to fucking get on the, on the page. Right. If they've if, been yeah, in your life. Been around. Yeah. If they've been in your life and they, and they've given you so much love, how do you work with it? And, and I think you and I want to explore it without yeah. unduly offending anybody, because this is a very tough subject. It's tough to, it for, it's really for tough. me. Yeah. And the thing is that if you now I'm lucky while my mom was not happy about this, she did accept it and she does her best. She's worse with pronouns than she is with my name. Okay. But she does try and she realizes she's got other younger people in her family. My nibbling is trans. I don't check on them constantly, so I don't know exactly how they're identifying right now but it was some form of non-binary, the last I checked. And then I have two trans children. I have a non-binary child and a binary transmasculine child. And of course, you know, I kind of went through the same thing. I mean, that there was shock and grief when my child said, I'm actually a guy. And I did, I went through shock and grief, even though I was actually not that surprised. Yeah. Because the, all the signs were there for me to see. And I'm also lucky in the sense that my child said, you know, for stuff that happened back when I identified as female, because I did identify as female, just go ahead, it's fine to use the old name, it's fine to use the old pronouns. And I kind of, about half the time, I do. And then like half the time I'll refer to like even stuff that happened in babyhood, I'll just sometimes use the correct name and pronoun because it's just, you know, it's become easier for me to remember, but I was able to ease into it. Whereas yeah. I think my friend's child is just very almost hostile on the subject, you know, very don't you dare call me X, don't you dare use that pronoun. You know, no, you can't talk about my childhood if you can't refer to me the way I want to be referred to. And I'm just like, wow, I don't even know what to say. I, except that I wanted to talk about it more, I think. Yeah. Because because I can see it both from his child's point of view. I really can. You don't want to be, particularly early on, and particularly, and I, this is another hot topic that I'm not going to get into right now, but particularly if you want to pass as your correct identity, but you don't, I can see how it could be really painful to also be misgendered by your near and dear relatives on top of it, even if they're only talking about stuff that happened in the past. I get that. I shudder sometimes when 
when my mother gets it wrong, you know, I'll flinch or shudder. Not trying not to be obvious about it, but just, she, she actually, right after I'd come out, we ran into some cousins, older cousins of mine, like later that day, or later that week, I guess it was, a couple of days later. And my mom didn't know what to do. And I didn't help. My mom was like, uh, Janice, you remember my daughter? And I'm like, those, we yeah. just went through this, you know? I, I get that though. There's but moments like, I get like, it too. It's like yeah. Janice wouldn't have known me as her son, Alexander. She would have been like, are you on drugs? Because <laughs> I mean, because Janice only ever met me as at work. I I, I get cut once in a while on my long hair, and they're and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad my hair. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm like uh... <laughs> not saying anything. I'm just like, oh yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Like my... And the thing is, your hair is like it's at a length that could still be you know quote unquote coated boy. Yeah, but at some point it's gonna get long enough and particularly if you get it styled yes. and it's going to be long enough and styled and it's going to be like what because there are a lot of guys with long hair but most of them just wear it's you know like all one length yeah not and like, all I, of them but a lot of them and i i've already have a stylist lined up that once <laughs> once covid's at a good place and she also saw my my my, my facebook message yeah that's another thing that i did i i unveiled on facebook who i was and i lost some friends Hey, I don't need them. I mean, I, I love them at a certain point because we were friends, but if they're not going to support me and they have to unfriend it, that's okay. I don't need them in my life right now. But yeah, I, I've already lined up with, with, with the stylist. So she, she liked my post, so she knows that I'm non-binary. And I'm like, okay, good. So she, she, yeah. she's going to support me and who I want to be. And and uh, yeah, so. Well, she doesn't just walk out. Don't don't give her your business. Absolutely, yeah. Because if she gets in there and, and we get anything like, Okay, I'll see you later, and I'll just flip my hair and be like, bye bye, bye Felicia. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I I think this is a really good topic, and it, yeah, it's one we won't be able to finish tonight because right. I mean it's very deep. Yeah, but I, I see it because there's the right of, of the child to be who they want to be. Right. I don't want to say that there's a right of a parent because I mean, in my opinion, the parent should honor what the child yeah, it's, it's wants not so to much do. Much a right as a wish, maybe a hope, a desire. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, and, and and again, I'm not saying that one is right and the other isn't. Yeah, it's just I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and and this this friend of mine isn't the only person I know. You know, I know my mom struggles with it, obviously, as I've said, particularly if she's talking about something that happened to me in the past, particularly if I was being very femi at the time, which I was from about the age of 13 on, I became very femi. And it's like, well, you know, how does my mom characterize that? Yeah, sure. The official trans answer is get it right. But at the same time, I understand if she doesn't or if she has trouble with it, particularly as I know it's not she's not trying to demean me yeah she was she was telling me about another friend who they're acquainted with a non-binary person who's their their own daughter's partner and just miscalls this person she a lot because that's how she met them and that's how she's used to referring to this person but then her daughter won't speak to her. The the person herself, or the person themselves, the non-binary person is actually, hey, you know, no problem with it. Thanks for trying uh, anyway. But the daughter won't, who's the partner, won't 
speak to her. And it's like, that's mean. If you know your parents aren't being malicious. Yeah. The, the, you could you could at least be nice to your... Well, but but then th- that that gets me into, into an issue that <laughs> that's personal to me is I there's somebody in my family that being told, hey, can you can you try to reconcile with them? Like, I'm sorry, I, I love them, but every time I've tried, it is... Well, isn't this turned... the same person who called you an, an abomination, sweetheart? Yes, yes. So, I, I mean... <laughs> so, so, I think right, they right. maybe need to apologize before... You know, that's what reconciliation is. Reconciliation isn't the person who was who was called a nasty word you know saying i'm sorry let's be friends it's yeah. it's the other person who I, called you that nasty word i was just more going for like i i i i don't want to force the, the 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 daughter in this situation if she doesn't want to talk with 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 her parents i don't want to force her there oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah but, no no of course i'm not saying that she should talk to her mom just because she's her mom I'm just saying that when the mom is making an effort but just screwing up. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe maybe particularly since your partner isn't the one who's mad at her, just give her a little more benefit of the doubt. But but that's a personal situation that I happen to be involved in myself. In yeah. a lot of cases, you could say, well, if she's making a, a mistake so consistently, it's because she doesn't want to get it right and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's it's all subconscious. And you could you could say that. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of people who just won't get pronouns right, who won't. And you can't just say, oh, they're old or oh, whatever. Yeah. I cut my mom slack because I'm very close to my mom. If I weren't close to my mom, it would be a good reason to not speak to her. Yeah. <laughs> So. I, 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 I mean, if my family is listening to this, that's I cut them a lot of slack because because of it because because I, I the the ones I that I am in a in a constant relationship with, I cut them slack for that very reason. Whereas that's why I let them call me a combination of my dead name and all that because I would it's it, it's one that I'm not saying other people should do. This is yeah, in my no. own situation. But if somebody else who was not related to me in that way did that, I would insist more on being like, no, call me Frasley and call me she, they. I'm giving you two sets of pronouns. And at some point I can revoke one of those sets of pronouns too. I mean, so see, it's, but I'm I'm giving you two sets of pronouns because I I, I go by those two sets of pronouns. But yeah. Here's the thing though. We we sweet non-binary but kind of mostly on one side people like you and me. Like, you know, like I'm non-binary slash trans mask, you're non-binary slash trans femme. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're you know, we're being nice and saying you can use they or the binary pronoun. But I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. That we is see true. it as being nice. But they see it as being like, first of all, which is it? But second yeah. of all, a lot of people have a problem with they. They just do, especially, and again, this is older people, have a problem with referring to someone as they because they were told that it was wrong to refer to a singular person as they their entire goddamn life. Yeah. And, and I- that's like people like about my age, so late 40s, early 50s and up. You're gonna find that problem. They is a hard sell, you know? And I think that's why my sort of sister-in-law, she's not exactly my sister-in-law, but I think that's why she's having this problem with her daughter's partner. It's like, I think she would have an easier time if the person identified as he, like had been, you know, AFAB and was now he, 
I think they were actually be having an easier problem with that or an easier time with that than the concept of either not being either gen gender or using a pronoun that they've been told is wrong their entire lives. Which is interesting that like, because I'm with you, it, it, it was one that when, it, when, when I first had somebody tell me that they were going by they, I, I had to retrain my my mind. So I, yeah. I get it. And, and and I still, on occasion, misgender. And when I misgender, I apologize and move on. I don't go and do, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, I'm apo <laughs> I apologize. Do, I do, but I'm, I'm that kind of person. So. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But, but I don't try to, I, 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 you and I will never try to center it on ourselves when we're wrong. Right. We, we more want the person to know we don't mean any offense when we do it wrong. But I was reading an article about how you and thou, that you used to be plural only and you just call it yourself thou. And I'm thinking, yeah, it, it is interesting to see language changes. And I think we are at one of those points where enough people are showing they and them that I think yeah, going I mean, forward. Yeah. People, people need to get used to it. Yeah. I'm just saying that if you have an older person in your life who has who has a trouble with the concepts, the idea of people being non-binary has only been mains anything near mainstream for a minute. Wow, <laughs> you, know? you are right. Yeah, I mean, it's why I never came out. Yeah, because I. I never felt right coming out as just male. And it wasn't until I knew that there were people who did, you know, who did identify as non-binary. And I was like, that's me. You yeah. Know? And, but at the same time, I know that it's, it's just been a minute. And I think that I can be more patient because I had to be patient all these years and I'm not young. And, you know, and I had to be patient all this time it's easier, I think, for me to be patient with people who are, you know, my age or older who just can't get the concepts. Yeah. It's like, yes, you need to get the concepts, but I can wait, <laughs> you know, a little while. Some of the ones that I that I do see having the biggest issue, it's not me being ageist because I'm, I'm 30, but it's not, but is the, the younger so crowd. So old, you're so old. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm being an asshole. I love you. <laughs> Um, and, uh, um, is the, the younger generation who, who's learned all this stuff as they grew up harder to understand the parents. And, 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 and I think that's where that, yeah, it, it's again, neither of us want to excuse the people who are getting it wrong, but it's understanding because it, it, if we can understand where it is, we can keep the, the dialogue going and we can yeah. keep the understanding, that. I think on both sides. And, and I think that's where, that that's where, you know, kind of getting back to the earlier point of, of this book I'm reading. Yeah. It's like the guy, the guy is just being tremendously gentle. He's like, I was racist against my own race. So I get why white people are like this but and he's just you know explaining it's so beautiful the book just explaining in this way that i don't think you could possibly get offended or frightened or anything else reading and and where but where you can say oh yeah that is racist well you are in the, the right mindset you can get offended if you don't well, want to anybody change. can get offended at anything yeah. but or yeah but but but, it, but if you're like i see this and that's why I don't get offended at Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter, and I and you? and when like I was talking to somebody who, who got so offended that I'm like no, their lives 
are being in so much jeopardy for, and they've been for a long time. We need to, to change and, and all that. But yeah, and, and I think tying back into the they them, it's the ones who want to change and want to get better. That I don't. I, I and when I say this, I don't want to. I don't want to draw hate to anybody because I. But somebody when I, when I announced I was they them, like how many of them are there in you? And I was like one me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean that's 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 funny. Like once. Yes. Which. Because I don't think I'd heard it before, so that's why I kind of laughed. But it's like, that would be funny, like, once. And then after that, it's like the I identify as an attack helicopter. Yeah. Funny. Like, oh, why don't you come up with an original joke? There's a Facebook group actually called Why Don't, why don't You Identify as an Original Joke? Oh! About these kind of funny once things. Yes. So, yeah. And, and and that's where I was like, I was trying to be kind to this person because I bet they probably thought that they were being funny, I, I think. I, and I was like, okay. Which why I was, I was like, one, there's me. <laughs> yeah. Just love people. Just do. And everybody, yeah, just love one another. I, I mean, and again, respect. I even say one thing is, and accepting, you don't need to understand it all. I'm still learning about who I am. You don't need to understand it all, You, but work to understand I, I i ask maybe like like research there's google for a reason and let me yeah. tell you there's so many sites this, this whole time i'm an hrt i'm trying not to ask people about their because that's that's invading their privacy i'm not asking but i'm like I'm, I'm reading up on people that have shared their their experiences because i realized last night while i was streaming and talking about hrt i am very open about who i am and and, and especially online i'm very open on on, on who i am but i'm realizing not everybody's the same openness and some people are, are like are doing all this stuff and they're just so they they, they don't have a platform or they don't want to be and, th and that's why to anybody who wants to be an ally and i think it's every ally needs to remember be careful the questions you ask people too depending yeah. on, the, on the person like i because i don't want to invade someone's privacy by asking questions because if they wish to divulge what they're going through absolutely but if not they are also probably tired and <laughs> i mean yeah. I, I, I have to say i have this is who i am but it would have been easier to never have come out no 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 that is wrong it would have been because i would i would have i would have hated myself i felt so much better since i come out but going with society at least society wise it would have been easier that's why it, it's a bad word it's not the concept i'm trying to say but yeah there there is it would have a, been easier to not be anything but what people originally thought you were and if I could be what they wanted me to be, yeah. that would be easy. But I can't. That's... If I could have been, if I could have been that woman, you know, I I would have. I and I did try for so many years, but I just got more and more and more miserable to be to be sitting there and having the same not healthy thoughts for years and years. Now I do have to say, today I cried because I saw a video. And if you go and look at, I think his, his Twitter is stance underscore grounded, but it could be wrong. But a Muslim friend of mine posted this, this video and it was the whitest video that I have seen in quite some time. But uh, I retweeted it, Frasley, so maybe you can find it. I, I basically retweeted it with the hashtag, I'm not crying, you're crying. But it's just the sweetest video. And uh, so I, I did shed some tears today. And that's good. <laughs> but that's, Men they, but they need were to good cry. Tears. They yes. were good tears. And they weren't tears of despair or no. Or why am I this? Why am I a monster? Was my my theme song for for fifty four years. Wow. Why am I a monster? Why am I a terrible person? 
you Why know did that god make me oh i i resonate with that like like yeah. i, I there's a song I that, that I that I used to listen to, like I feel like a monster on the inside, and I used to think that it meant that like I'm I'm full of sin and all that. But no, I realized it's because I feel like a monster because I'm not living who I'm You're supposed not living to be. Your life, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and the body knows there's something wrong. It's, I actually, I know we're jumping from topic to topic, but I I read this book uh, not all that long ago called something like the body the body knows the score or something like that. I forget what it is. Um, anybody who's in psychology will, will know what book I'm, body keeps the score, I think is what it is. And it's about how trauma creates illness. And it, it is why I thought I would stop being ill, but I think I had just gone too long. Uh, I had gone again for 50 years being somebody I wasn't. And I think that my body will probably never recover. Uh, it's just too old, but you know what? But it's not a tragedy. I don't regret. I, I was thinking about it. And it's like, I don't regret a single thing. I don't, I don't look back at my life and go, I mean, sometimes I go, you know, what could it have been like if, but I don't in general do that because I wouldn't be as good a person as I am or, or whatever, yeah. you know, I, I am the person I am. And, and those 50 plus years are what made me that person. So I can't regret it. I can't be angry about it. I wish I could be healthy, but it would take a lot. It would take constant physical therapy, I think, to a point where I'm just not willing to to put in the work, I guess. And even then it's not it's not 100%. But 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 it's just that's the thing. Your body will eventually rebel if you try to be something you're not. Yeah. And it took 50 years from my body to break down to the point where I could no longer walk. But I did get there. And I just want to encourage everyone for that reason. If you're not trans, don't be trans. If you're not whatever, don't be, don't try to be that thing. But if you, if you suspect that there's something that you're not admitting, even to yourself, find that thing out. <laughs> because, yeah. because I just, you know, I feel like I'm sort of a warning signal to everybody out there. This is what can happen to you if you deny yourself, if you deny your inner truth. And I really think if I had discovered it, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, that I'd probably be in a lot better shape now. But I'm also glad I figured it out when I did because it was really escalating. <laughs> so... Yeah, th th that you stop when anything going forward. But right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it was that year that I that I collapsed at work and I had already come out but not at work but I had already come out socially and you know to all my friends and family and everything and it was that year that I I basically collapsed at work and and since then like I said you know I don't know if I'll ever get any better than I am but I'm not regretting it it's like I'm just so happy that I figured it out yeah and I want to thank you for 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 sharing your your truth, like this podcast has been helpful hearing hearing you, and and I want to thank you for sharing all of all of who you are on on this show because I hope somebody out there is hearing hearing your story. I mean, I mean, because because I love you so much, Sash, and 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 I want so I want, so I want I want I want other people to. I I also know that that you finally love yourself. Does yeah. that make sense? Because. And, and I, I finally love myself and, and that's, and that's oh. good. Cause I love you anyway. Great show. And thank you for listening to Translucidity.